Welcome to the AI Ireland podcast, your window into the world of AI innovation on the island of Ireland. Join us as we explore how AI is harnessed to tackle both business and societal challenges, revealing the cutting-edge solutions emerging from this vibrant AI community. Don't forget to subscribe for the latest updates and insights in the world of AI. Hello everybody, it's Mark Kelly, founder and CEO of AI Ireland. In the run-up to the AI Awards last year in 2023, we had the opportunity to catch up with Gillianna and discuss her application for this year's AI Awards, where she was nominated for a Women in AI Person of the Year category. And Gillianna is going to give us a little bit of an overview about some of the work that she does at Icon Clinical, where she's a data science manager working within clinical trials and being able to actually apply AI to add massive value within the healthcare area. Gillianna, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. Hi. Hi, Mark. Yes, thank you for having me. And it was a pleasure to participate in AI Awards uh, 2023. So, as you said, I am a data science manager at uh, Icon PLC. And for people who don't know Icon, Icon is a clinical research organization uh, with a home base in Dublin, but it's an international organization. So, uh, with over 40,000 staff now covering uh, a variety of uh, like kind of areas in um, clinical uh, development. Like providing uh, services to pharmaceutical and biotechnology companies in this space. And eventually with a mission to accelerate um, kind of delivery of uh, uh, drugs to patients. So, and um, in my capacity of working at Icon PLC, so I'm involved in developing um, solutions to optimize operational delivery of clinical trials. And um, probably one of the big successes of my career as a data scientist is development of Icon's uh, one search site selection tool, um, which is kind of used, as you can kind of <laughs> guess from the name, for selection of sites which will be um, kind of contacted to participate in clinical trials. And um, this is a solution which uh, is kind of live more than and used by business more than three years now. And uh, I was kind of with this uh, kind of seen the the solution from infancy, from covering this idea for uh, machine learning part of it and all the way to development and delivering it to business. And um, in the course, we can see that it had a drastic effect. So probably combination of machine learning insights and business um, process um, kind of redesign because of that delivered more than we basically quoted um, two main KPIs in this area, business KPIs, which is which actually translates into much faster um, site selection, which kind of which has effect on study startup, better quality of sites, eventually accelerating um, uh, clinical trials and saving a lot of money in the process. So Did, that's just one example. Yeah, Gideon, if we just take a, a step back. So mm-hmm. when people take a clinical trials and you're you're bringing drugs drugs to the mm-hmm. market to help people, uh, this would be a you know historically a very manual labored effort in terms of you know repetition and work that have to be actually put into place and obviously a very very costly experience too and with that can come errors and you know by the time the actually drug gets to the market it can be a very very long process tell us a little bit how you were able to look at the different processes that you do and become make it more efficient but also enable these drugs to go to the market sooner Yes, so um, basically, um, we as a company are not developing new drugs ourselves. We are, we are providing services for 
pharma and biotech companies who actually develop compounds. And when these compounds go into kind of um, phase of being trialed in humans, that's where companies are as ICON and ICON is a leading kind of clinical research organization, organization step in. So, and we step in by potentially helping uh, companies to develop protocols for clinical trials. But my part of work is concerns more of how you can uh, deliver, start and deliver clinical trials the most efficiently. And um, as I was kind of saying a bit earlier, one of the components is like, when you start a trial, you need to select a sites which will participate in the trial. And um, one of the biggest challenges of clinical trials is patient recruitment. If you don't recruit patients, um, you will not succeed with the trial. You might have the best compound possible, but you won't have enough kind of data with statistical power to prove that this is efficient new compound. So therefore, and, uh, patient recruitment is very tightly linked to selecting best sites. And historically, site selection in our industry was a process, as you alluded, which was quite manual. It has many components, which actually kind of humans with experience um, pick up. And uh, because humans are such a creatures that they don't deal very well with multidimensional data, human experts on the one side have a lot of experience. On that side, it's beyond their capacity, especially under time pressure to consider a lot of um, variables and you know, a lot of parameters. And this is where um, AI and machine learning can come to bear because it can help and kind of augment what humans can do by, by considering a lot of different parameters and very quickly surfacing certain information, helping decision maker. And that's exactly the system which we developed. We decided with one search, we decided we'll combine the best of two. We'll combine our internal human uh, knowledge and expertise and the data which we can kind of connect together with the power of AI and machine learning in order to produce a system which will allow us to systematically very efficiently select best possible sites for new trials. And this system is now three years in usage. So ICON was actually first CRO, which introduced such solution. And we see amazing uh, business results in terms of time saving, cost saving, and increased um, main KPIs on patient So let's go into a little bit of detail on that in terms of the time saving, cost savings, and that kind of, a, kind of customer experience. Yes, so basically, um, you know, and this uh, customers come to us asking. So basically, they have a certain compound. They potentially might have a protocol which kind of they want to run in a clinical trial, and that goes as a kind of at the very early stages to the team, which is called feasibility and site identification. So they basically assess this protocol, look at uh, what kind of therapeutic areas and indication, and what kind of uh, patient profile would be needed for these trials. And then they go and select sites which would match this trial well. So with our uh, OneSearch solution, we actually brought all the different data sets from within ICON and from outside sources in one place. And um, we allow humans to review this data and then use power of machine learning to select sites which would be potentially historically have experience in these particular indications and proven like sometimes you might even have metrics that they were really good at, uh, at um, recruiting patients. 
and uh, human human users are presented with a like on a press of a button presented with a list of um, AI recommendations on which sites would be the best uh, kind of fit. And of course, because it's very important, we always know that there is limitation. Machine learning can only deal with information which is in the database. Therefore, we have an option for humans to either accept that uh, proposal or reject it. So, and after humans review these results, they, in most cases, they accept what uh, probably machine learning recommends. Then it goes into the next phase of the product of outreach to these sites. Eventually, these will be the sites, clinical sites, where uh, medical professionals, like uh, principal investigators of clinical trials, will uh, recruit patients and conduct clinical trials. So when we look at your time saving, cost savings, better better outcome, how did you manage you know, all the data, getting access to the correct data, cleaning the, cleaning the data, choosing the correct model, to 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 choose and then actually are you putting it on the cloud have you got a kind of a an, an on-prem how, how do you manage all that uh, expert process yeah so we kind of we knew what kind of data we will have access so we have our own operational data uh, and uh, which i can has plenty and plus we have obviously some industry like um, sources, like kind of well, pay for service sources. And we were able to obviously integrate all that data, uh, have some deduplication and some kind of well, some kind of data improvement initiatives to make sure that it's all not messy. Because as you know, when you integrate several data sources, you might have a lot of um, issues out of that. And uh, the system uh, itself, as I said, basically has built in uh, some mechanism to to, to deal, they accept that the data in some cases will be messy. So we introduce as part of the solution some of the mechanisms of um, kind of like, you know, like uh, removing some like tails and data and so on. So to, to, to try to improve our uh, data quality. And another big limitation we knew would be that we probably will not have past performance metrics on uh, many sites. So we took that as a constraint and really were kind of stepped back and thought, how can we develop solution where we cannot just directly relate on um, historical data, but we still want to make judgments about whether a particular site will be a good fit or not. So that uh, from the machine learning perspective, if for people who are interested, led us to abandon idea of using any supervised machine learning methods. So purely supervised based on historical data, because that would have drastically reduced our universe of data available for our models. And we decided, again, that was quite a new approach kind of probably to that type of problem in the industry to just utilize unsupervised uh, learning methods, which would be more akin to uh, to like customer segmentation in commerce. and. Um, apply that to our data to and come up with a system which will judge sites based on uh, unsupervised learning. So that at the time was quite unusual departure, but it was something which we decided uh, to do to address the data limitations. So that's- Where do you, So you mentioned you're, you're three years into this. Mm -hmm. How do you now look to build on or go to the, to the next step? Um, you know, this it wouldn't be a proper podcast without talking about generative AI and me with a hammer trying to pick generative AI as as the proper tool for us. Is there an opportunity to use generative AI to add add even more value here? I would have thought there'd be an opportunity from kind of you know 
taking the data and actually generating new insights. Um, but again, interested to see what you're looking to do with it. Yeah, we as a um, company actively in the stage of actively exploring generative AI, which most popular companies do right now. I think um, we are approaching it uh, kind of fast but careful because first of all as a we are in a type of highly regulated industry and for companies like icon reputation is a must so therefore we have all these kind of frameworks for assessing where we can use generative what kind of data sources we can use for it and uh, kind of to protect also our kind of data what kind of data we can put in so we're actually probably much more restricted than many other kind of businesses in what we can Put, uh, and uh, and of course we cannot use public generative AI for this engine purposes uh, because of our um, data restrictions. But we are looking and we think that uh, yes, exactly as as you said, a lot of possibilities comes from probably not to use it as a tool which will address all our problems, but maybe engineer certain uh, additional variables which would be difficult to otherwise get in. Uh, so that's one of the application of Gen AI. Uh, we're considering another application is probably with, uh, yes, this kind of with um, rug systems, basically uh, using on our um, data, developing our kind of internally stored vector stores and kind of on the documentation and then using the power of Gen AI to actually kind of get information from our data, not from kind of from this kind of whole corpus, which is outside. Yeah. So it's very interesting. And many, many things and many challenges ahead. Yeah, because even on a scenario planning, like if you're you're, you're talking to, you know, an, an open AI type of model or, mm -hmm. again, you, you obviously have to be very careful what you're going to put into that, but you could say that this is our current process. What ways could we improve this process, or what scenarios are we not thinking about that maybe we could? I know that's a very simplified version, but you could get different perspectives and opinions that certainly might re-engineer how you're you're doing things. That could save you know time or money or in a variety of different way. But like healthcare, similar to, to financial services, it's very very highly regulated uh, industry. So there's certain constraints that you have to work within. But I'm 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 actually fascinated to see what that's going to like in terms of research for this year ahead and the yeah. practical ability for maybe this time next year when, when we chat about it. Um, yeah. And we go into detail. Just one, on... can, I, can I do one notice, uh, one, yes. one kind of note on Gen AI? I think like right now we're exploring many things, as I said, as many companies um, and look at possibilities, how it poten especially potential going into future, how it will probably disrupt our business models. But I think one important thing to kind of to keep, at least for us, that with Gen AI being and all the offerings in that space developing so quickly, if one were to try to develop some model and base enterprise level solution, which is supposed to work uh, for some time, one of the current probably kind of things which would limit that, we could expect that whatever uh, like kind of gateways into interacting with these models will be changing very quickly and probably a lot of vendors, though they say now that they will support certain kind of configurations, will very quickly abandon and move because it, it's about moving forward. So if we as an enterprise try to develop model, which actually will rely on some say, certain setup through which we can access, that's something kind of to think about. And I think many people right now is not giving that enough consideration. I think right now when the time when it would be great to 
use some generic capabilities for projects which are like months or two months. You can just um, based on current on current kind of architecture go in explore data which you want get get out. But like if you were to try to develop a system which similar to one search you expect to work for years, one will need to expect to put engineering talent on hold so that everything all your connectors will be changing all the time. I think that's kind of I don't know it doesn't because it's very technical aspect. It's not a dozen features in a lot of discussions with this with something so bleeding age. You cannot expect that it will be stable. I think that's that's my personal as a person as as you asked me at the beginning because I do also a lot of teaching and uh, kind of mentoring. I think that's where I'm coming from. I, I, because like uh, developing solution for like which works in business for years, I can see even our our solution is based. You you asked earlier is based on cloud, so on in AWS cloud. And even even though we are using something which is quite mature. We are forced by the cloud provider from time to time to upgrade certain components. It's a what tier one business application. It, it's supposed to run day in day out. So you have this kind of part of the. There is exciting part of developing new solution, and there is this part of actually making it to work in a stable way. Yeah, so that's, yeah, for Gen AI, exactly. we, are, we are not yet there, I think, yeah, as, a, as yeah. a field. And as companies research it and then make the decision to buy off the shelf or actually put it in, put it into process themselves, it, it is a very, very big decision. And the build and buy and maintain maintenance is, is a huge, crucial decision because it costs so much money. And this year, by the end of it, you know, who knows where we're, where we're actually going to be. Uh, thank you very much for your time today. We've been speaking to Giliana Borlakova, Data Science Manager at ICON, who was nominated as a finalist for this year's Women in AI Awards for AI Awards 2023. Thank you very much for your time today, Giliana. Thank you. I'm really, really excited to unveil a new book, AI Unleashed, Navigating the AI Revolution as a Business Executive which is now accessible to purchase on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. This publication is the fruit of half a decade's word of meticulous research and high-level conversations with experts in the field, both in Ireland and globally. The book is particularly timely, featuring current discussions on AI governance in the European Union and North America. If you're aiming to grasp the full scope of AI, ready your enterprise for its transformative power, and utilize it to your advantage, this book is specifically crafted for you. It serves as a pragmatic guide, clarifying misconceptions and presenting real-world insights for leaders entering the AI sphere. The book covers an extensive array of subjects from AI's role in diverse industries to generative AI applications. It provides guidance on avoiding typical missteps in AI initiatives, all supported by the most recent studies. Additionally, the book highlights case studies and applications that have earned accolades at AI awards throughout the years and emphasize top-notch AI utilization in Ireland. For executives, polyarchitects, or technology aficionados seeking to make sense of the intricate world of AI, AI Unleashed Navigating AI Revolution is your essential handbook. So it's now available on Amazon. This book furnishes you with the expertise and instruments required to employ AI more effectively and intricately.